0: Welcome. I am a small, fuzzy, middle-aged woman, unexpectedly named Turl Kronberg. And in the very front of my brain, I have an exceptional little bit that I call the wise turtle. She is the most thoughtful, observant, and compassionate part of me. And this podcast is her platform for speaking to the world. Her aim is to try to understand the patterns of growth in the universe and use those discoveries to help us all uncover the most important, inspiring story of who we are and where we want to go as Earthlings. I hope that you enjoy her musings. Namaste. ago i was listening to some sort of uh it was actually a, a neurolinguistic linguistic programming person talk about um i can't remember how they phrased it but it was it was based it was it's basically called limiting factors or limitations and how Um, your behavior your capabilities um, are defined by your beliefs about your capabilities so the fact that you can have you can believe that um, something is possible then it probably is possible for you to do it or it certainly is far more possible than if you don't believe you can do it, because then you're a not likely to try, and b if you are going to try, you're still going to be limiting yourself and doing a little self sabotage, um, so you wouldn't push yourself as far, or you wouldn't allow yourself to go that direction, or you know whatever. And we're not necessarily talking about physical, but any sort of um, any sort of goal setting that you have. And a, an excellent example of this. Um, I mean, there are examples of this everywhere, all the time. But an excellent example of this is in um, the Olympics. I remember hearing a story in some self-helpy thing or something about how um, no one ever thought you could run—I don't know what it was—like a three-minute mile or something. There was there was some time period, you know, back a hundred years ago um, or whatever that. No one believed was physically possible, and then some some guy did it. Some person ran that fast that no one believed was physically possible, and after that, everyone else started running that fast too. So it was this, it was this, um, it was kind of like the well, you know, there's the placebo effect where you believe that you can get better, so you get better, Um, and that has a A lot to do with how our brains work in making predictions because we make these predictions and we also want to be right about our predictions which is sort of an odd thing but it seems to be how the brain works that that we actually we predict things in order to use to In order to attain our goals we make predictions that help us get to our goals so we want our predictions to be right because we want to be able to achieve our goals so if we make a prediction and we use that prediction to try to do something that we want to do and we're wrong in that prediction then we don't get to do what we want to do or not likely unless we're just really lucky so the whole, um, the whole placebo effect kind of thing is that we try to make our predictions as accurate as possible. Which you know we know we want to do this, but in many cases we are too conservative. We're basing our predictions on past experiences and on whatever information is available. Which is why we make bad predictions sometimes, because future experiences are very often different from the past. I mean, the, the future has always added something new. Our, this is entropy. This is the process of change and perpetual change. Nothing ever goes back to the way it was precisely. We never repeat exactly. So the future is always going to be novel in some way. So basing our predictions on past, on the past, obviously is going to miss some things. And then of course there's the lack of information. So we don't have all the information that we need to make our predictions correctly either. Um, So those who are too conservative in making predictions, and by that I mean, don't have as broad a range of potential possibilities, in our predictions. So, I mean, let's say our prediction is a conservative prediction would would, would be, say, three different things happened, um, you know, A, B, and C. Well, A, B, and C are very similar. And so when F happens, we get surprised and we our prediction is, quote, wrong. But some of us are able to expand our limiting beliefs to allow for a broader range of things to happen. So we can say, we can make a prediction that everything from XYZ to ABCDEFGHI might happen. So that's a, that's a wide range of making a prediction. Obviously, we're going to We're going to weigh those predictions, and we're going to say the most likely things that are going to happen are A, B, and C, but we also expect that, you know, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, and X, Y, Z will happen as well. So we're not surprised when, you know, F happens. so the funny thing is when this person uh that i was listening to it was it was a it was actually a i think it was a live or maybe a pre-recorded podcast but i think it might have actually been live i think i might have actually been listening live to that um it was like a workshop that i i'd actually paid for back when i was interested in doing some neuro-linguistic programming and understanding that which was actually very useful um i mean it's you know it's got its own limitations and stuff but it was very interesting and somewhat novel, you know, stuff that you don't normally hear about in mainstream academics. Uh, so it was a nice perspective change to hear. Um, but one thing that I said to him in a response to this, whatever it was, podcast workshop or something, um, I actually responded to him by saying, um, You have your own limiting factors and I pointed out something that he had said, which was something that had been bugging me, which was that you can't help people who don't want to be helped. And that's just, I'm not gonna swear, but it's baloney. (laughs) It's bull crap. It is absolutely ridiculous. First of all, everyone wants to be helped. I mean, that is what life is. Life life is programmed, our genes are programmed to seek out better things, to seek improvement. For the internal and the external surroundings Um, that's just life that's what life does Um, and yes our programming can be messed up and weird in different ways but um, you're not going to get very far if you're a life form and you aren't interested in improving your life in any way so that's clearly limiting factor in this person's belief this ideology that you can't help someone who doesn't want to be helped but the other limiting factor there is that is is on you is on the person saying this um, the person believing this that if I'm saying I can't help you because you don't want to be helped that's a limiting factor on me In addition to the limiting factor I'm putting on you I'm putting a limiting factor on me saying that I can't help you because of how I believe so I posted I I said this to him responded to him and um, I don't think he I don't think he quite got it, which was interesting because um, he actually had said at some point that it was useful in situations where he was trying to get something from someone else, um, and he could use neurolinguistic programming. To um, I should say, neurolinguistic programming is is basically just um, a form of psychology that understands um, how language linguistic. Uh, programs us how it affects us i mean and and by that i mean the literal language that you're using the words that you are speaking and the tone that you're speaking it um, how that affects our psychology and our mindset because obviously it does i mean words i mean i can say i love you and those are words and that will totally change your life sometimes and sometimes it won't depending on the situation but um but the words themselves are a big part of that change, so it, it's not just it's just not not just the feelings and emotions around it, but the actual words and how they're said can affect you. And and there are deeper ways of saying that, having to do with metaphor, um, which even mainstream psychology studies a lot of this as well. Um, but it was just it it was just one one small group of individuals who came up with this this ideology, this way of looking at uh, human psychology. Um, but anyway, this guy had been saying that uh, he could use uh, NLP to to affect other people in his life um, without them knowing about it. And so I, I kind of pointed out to him that, you know, you do actually quote, help people um, with NLP change uh even if they're not interested even if they're not you know asking for it so um, just by using your words because literally how you use your words affects psychology so it has nothing to do with whether somebody wants to be helped it's just however you're using your words around them is affecting them and you can use your words in helpful ways and you can you use your words in unhelpful ways so even in that aspect it's very obvious that you can of course help people who don't seem to be asking for help But anyway this brings me to the whole concept the larger concept of helping people when they don't seem like they want to be helped when they are rejecting whatever you are trying to offer them and this is on all levels of interaction this is on your 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 own interactions with yourself your interactions with your close partners friends family intimate people and just people you're physically interacting with um, you know one-on-one or whatever in uh, you know in email or on the phone or walking up to a counter at a cash, you know, cash register counter at a store, you know, anytime you're interpersonally relating to someone, that second person, um, and then can be on a, a much larger intellectual level where you're interacting with um, group norms and larger systems, and po- you know, politics and educational systems and workplaces and that sort of thing, and then on the highest level, the fourth-person level is. Um, the sort of philosophical, ideological, cultural level of, of sort of purpose and meaning and, and values um, of humanity as a whole, or at least, or life as a whole, um, as opposed to the individual groups that you might be in, you know, the communities you might be in. So all four of these levels, first person, second person, third person, and fourth person, are the ways we interact with the universe, with the world, including ourselves. And so on any of those levels, you can feel rejected. You can feel that whatever you're doing is not receptive, um, not being received well. And, I mean, that pretty much happens all of the time. <laughs> like, in almost every interaction we have, there's some sort of rejection. You know, we put something out there and, and somebody says, even if they like it most of the, most of the way, they'll say, but... And then there's that but, and sometimes it's mostly the but, mostly. And sometimes it feels like it's all the but. It feels like there's there's nothing positive you're offering whatsoever, and the, and the person is just looking at you black and white and, and totally rejecting everything you say, which, of course, they're not. Um, I mean, that's just extreme and silly because, you know, the word is, they're probably not rejecting the word is or the word the, you know. Or whatever, you know, whatever you're offering them, a a hand wave, you know, a a plate of potatoes, you know, they're probably not rejecting the plate, even if they are allergic to potatoes, the plate is fine. So they're not rejecting you 100%. That pretty much never happens. But there's so many rejections out there. There's so many, there's so many things that we offer that we put out there um, that we think is helpful, that we think will be useful to the world. Um, everything from our own physical actions on the way, all the way up to, as I said, our our morals and ideals and values about you know what our purpose is here as living organisms on planet Earth, and maybe beyond planet Earth. If you're on the space shuttle, hello, or space uh, uh, ISS International Space Station, if you're up there, hello. You're probably not listening to this, but you know who knows Um, so every every interaction we have has some rejection and the more rejection we get the more likely are likely we are to give up completely on trying to help the situation but and there's the but there's the yes it is at some point you have to give up on some things you know you can't do everything you can't help every situation all the time every individual all over the universe in you know past present and future you know so there's the but i mean there's the there's the truth there's the yes and here's the but but we don't always have to give up as easily as we do in many situations and in many situations we don't want to give up especially when it comes to close relationships family and friends so we try really hard but we we tend to try the same things over and over and over again which just keep getting rejected but that's not helpful so here's what i suggest and here's my offering of how to help and that's you find a different level of interaction a different level of offering so let's say you're connected on an emotional level to someone and this is possibly the most common thing that we're going to interact with and that we're going to need help with is our you know our friends and family and partners um you know co-workers bosses someone some individual who we're interacting with and we're trying to we're just trying to strengthen the connection. We're trying to do something together, collaborate on some in some way, uh, share something, and help one another out. So when that starts going wrong, what we can do, of course, always just take a step back and, like, you know, do something else for a little while and recenter yourself and feel better about yourself. But then when we go back to try again, if we're not ready to give up or even if we are possibly ready to give up, but not quite ready to give up, because it's important, because the relationship is important, or accomplishing whatever it is is important. Maybe the relationship is not, but what you want to accomplish is, and you need that relationship to work temporarily. Um, You can step back and then think about how it can be approached from a different angle uh, not necessarily directly because these, these second person relationships are direct but if they're not working there's a workaround and you might think this sort of and, and I've had this thrown at me before the whole idea of passive aggressive um, except that it's I mean yeah certainly we, we do sometimes do passive aggressive things but this is actually this can actually be passive whatever the opposite of aggressive is, passive helpful. Um, And one of the most common ways of doing that is to do something anonymously. So that would be, um, that would be either going down the physical route of helping someone physically by changing their environment while they're not around, which is why people call it the passive aggressive, except that in this case it's passive helpful Um, so, you know, say you just got into an argument with someone, um, but you know they need to find XYZ, you know, they need to find their notebook or their pen or their wallet or their keys or whatever, uh, their lunch bag, you know, they've lost something and you've gotten into a fight and they have not found it, you've known they've not found it, um, So you quietly, without them seeing you, without interacting with them, you just put it in a place where they're very obviously going to see it. Um, And so that's not telling them where it is. That's not, you know, you're still stepping back, you're not directly involved. It's a passive helpfulness. Now, someone could take that as passive aggressiveness, but that's their problem. At least temporarily. I mean, it's still kind of your problem if they're putting it on you, but it's not. It's passive helpfulness. Um, You're not saying, oh, you're an idiot. You're saying, here is the thing you are looking for. I am helping you find it. If you want to talk about it later, about where I found it, and, you know, why you lost it, and why you're always losing things, you know, that's, we can deal with that later. But for now, I'm just helping you find it passively, without interacting with you directly. So, you can do that on all different kinds of levels. You can change their environment for them in ways that they never know, have to know, exists. Um, for example, um, you could donate to them. You could, you know, like, give them something in, a, in an anonymous donation. You know, maybe they maybe they have a Patreon or, um, or something like that that you can just toss a little bit of money in, and you do it anonymously. Or they uh, or they have kids, and you want to. Um, you want to give them a little bit of private space, a little bit of time to think for themselves. So you tell their kids, you know, let's go do something quiet over here. So anything, again this is this is working on a, a personal level but we're moving it down to a physical level. So that you're physically doing something for them but not directly. You're doing something that improves their physical environment but you're not you're not putting yourself in between the environment and them. You're putting the environment between you and them. So that's one option. So you can step back and not directly interact with them, but fix their environment in a way that you think is better for them um, physically. And then you can go the other direction. You can go a higher level of helping, which is the intellectual level, And that is changing. I mean, it's still kind of changing their environment, but it's changing their environment through it's helping them indirectly by changing the norms of the the group that you're both in. So let's say you're both, um, you're both in a, in a work environment. And so instead of actually helping your boss, Directly instead of talking to your boss and like giving them something or or um, Telling them something offering them something directly you could go to their boss Or you could go to your fellow co-workers or you could go to a client the ear That is being served by your organization um, and offer them something that will improve their ability to interact with your boss and again it could be anything Um, it could be you know creating a new policy it could be changing the physical environment again it could be um, just gaining some new information that will help your boss but that you're not giving your boss directly so it's coming from somewhere else it's coming from the larger system Um, and again you know, somebody might call this passive-aggressive, but it's not. It's passive helping. You're you're not saying your boss is an idiot, you're not saying, you know, you're just saying, I don't know how to help you in the normal way that I would help you, which would just be to give you this thing, which I think is good, so I'm gonna help you in an indirect way, which is helping someone else do something that will help you. And again, you. If you have any, th- there might be aggression there as well, which is fine. You know, we're, we're not perfect. We're imperfect. We, we, you know, when we are frustrated, we act out in, in anger. But um, that's why we step back for a time period and we calm ourselves down and we re- recenter ourselves in our own goals of what we really want, you know, the positive things. And once we're focused on the positive things, then we can help people um, with minimal aggression, minimal violence, antagonism, you know, anger. So those are the two things that we could do. And then there's the final thing of the fourth level of philosophy, which is very indirect. And that, of course, is changing the whole culture's memes. And I don't just mean the culture of your community, um, you know, the, not just the culture in your workplace, but the culture of all of the planet. Um, which is obviously a very challenging thing to do, but you know, for those of us with uh, the inclination and possibly a motivation to help someone who just really feels like we can't, ha- we're just really at a loss of how to help them. You know, say a, a parent or a child who we we're just really disconnected from, a partner who you know we. Good friend something who we just who we just over years and years have just not, failed to connect to in a meaningful way that that improves their lives um, but we want to because they are so important to us for whatever reason so my, my previous um, my previous podcast I believe is the, the one on why you deserve uh, why you are worth it um, to me kind of thing so you know sometimes people just are worth it. They're worth the extra effort of, you know, spending decades on doing something so huge that it affects the whole planet. Or at least we can try. So, and I'm not going to tell you how to do that <laughs> because I barely even know how to do it. I mean, I don't know how to do it, but I, I know how to do it more than most people do. Um, I certainly don't Think i've done it but i've certainly come close to doing some things that feel like they've triggered very large um, changes and 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 when i say that i say i planted a seed that many other individuals were involved with um, not necessarily they didn't necessarily plant the seed or maybe they did plant other seeds and we grew a forest together um, but I feel like there are some cases where I might have planted a seed and some big changes have happened because of that, um, or maybe it was just coincidence. It's impossible to tell in a complex universe to, uh, to track everything down to any sort of individual cause we can, we can say what probable things caused it. and some of the causes of things, but we can never say there was one single cause. I'm certainly never going to claim that. Not, not honestly anyway. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so so there are these these multiple different ways that we can help people when whatever way we've been trying to help someone fails and is rejected over and over again, and we're just tired of doing it. And so it's ready to, we're ready to quit that at least. And we're ready to either try something new or give up entirely. But if we're not totally ready to give up entirely, and it's really worth it to try one more or two more different things. Not the same thing, but different things. Then we can look at all these different levels of how we can help people. And I covered, of course, the, the interpersonal one The close relationship, intimate relationship, second person, direct helping of individuals. But obviously we can fail on all of these different levels. We can fail on trying to help improve the environment for someone indirectly on a physical level. We can fail on an interpersonal level of directly giving them something that they need. Uh, We can fail on a, a social, intellectual level of just failing to find a solution that works for everyone um as far as a you know a large group working together trying to achieve a a related goal a shared goal Um, practical problem solving politics social stuff we can fail on that level and we can fail of course on the uh, changing the entire ideology of a whole planetary system (laughs) which that's really easy to fail on but When we do fail at these levels, we can try on all the different other levels around it, especially starting with the ones right next to it. Um, So if we fail on a philosophical level of totally changing the whole planet, we we can start with our communities. We can start changing policies and ideologies and beliefs within the smaller community and work from there. And maybe other communities will get together, and then that will trigger a larger effect on the whole planet. Um, and if we're failing on a physical level, you know, on the very basic physical level of helping someone find their wallet or whatever, um, we could try on a, on a higher level of trying to change the, the system of the household, let's say, the design of houses, so that um, on an architectural you know let's say you're an architect or an interior designer or something like that we can you could say okay my my partner is always losing their wallet you know what can we redesign in our in our architectural systems and our our houses that will help people not lose their wallets you know is there some way we can we can have an entryway into a household that encourages putting things that we need, like a refrigerator for your, you know, your keys and your wallets and your notebooks and your backpacks and stuff, you know, or a special kind of alcove. You know, there are, there are designs like that, that we can incorporate into mainstream, you know, architecture or, you know, buildings design um, or furniture design or something like that, you know, that's, if you want to do that, you can do that. And, and pretty much all things that exist that are successful are offerings that were made to solve a problem at a different level so any new innovation you see um, on any level if it's successful then that probably came out of frustration at solving a problem at a different level so this is actually really good for you to expand your possibilities expand what you believe the limits are for your success so if you think something is hopeless maybe it's not maybe it's just hopeless with what you have been doing at the level you've been doing it but there's some other level out there lower or higher level first person second person third person or fourth person levels that you can change things and that will totally solve your problem. It might take a lot longer. Or maybe it doesn't. That's why the physical changing things phys- on the physical level is very short-term. Changing things on the philosophical level, way out there in the whole planetary system, is uh, a lot slower. But still, if it's worth it, and maybe it is worth it, then it can probably... Be solved by you or you with some help. So, expand your limitations on what you can do, what your potential is. You could be the superhero that you never believed possible, but now you know could be possible. You can help anyone. You set your mind to helping and you care about helping. If you consider working on a different level with different options and getting help. Okay? Thank you for listening. And if you'd like to contact me, uh, my direct email is thewiseturtle, T-H-E-W-I-S-E-T-U-R-T-L-E, at gmail.com, G-M-A-I-L Uh, if you want to email me I love getting emails Um, I am one of those old people types who loves getting emails way more than I like text messages or chat or anything like that Um, but you can also contact me pretty much anyway anywhere I am I'm happy to hear from you Um, if you have my phone number you're welcome to call me (laughs) even if you have something interesting to say or share or ask tell your story to me um you can also reach me at reddit Um, my username there is turl t-u-r-i-l so if you go to reddit.com user slash turl i'd also add a slash overview um, and that will let you see everything in a nice clear linear way reddit has been messing with their their design and i Really dislike it because it splits everything up and it reorganizes and it looks like Facebook now um, And it's messy um, But the overview if you add slash overview to any usernames The end of it any username um, on reddit It'll give you just the nice old-fashioned style list of everything they've posted in chronological order nice and easy to read um, I also have a discord um, which I believe I have started linking in my blog which is uh, my blog is at turl.org, turi dot Um, It'll get you there, hopefully. Um, if it if it doesn't, <laughs> let me know. Um, sometimes I'm not always paying attention to renewing things, um, which I should check on. But anyway, um, if you go to my blog, I believe the Discord is linked there. You can also email me for a thing to it. There's no direct way to find my Discord, Um because Discord is weird and I don't really like it, but I got into using it and I've been there for a while now. And so, and there are a few people on it here and there. They come and go. Mostly they get scared of all the deep and dark and weird and real life stuff that I talk about there and that some of us other people talk about there post. Um, So that's not for everyone. But if you listen to this um, at all, you're probably you'll probably be doing okay in the Discord. But anyway, um, I also have a couple of subreddits that I run sometimes, um, post stuff there, uh, which you can find if you go to my Reddit. Anyway, um, I would love to hear from you and if not i wish you well in expanding your your limiting factors of what you believe possible for how you can improve the world and improve your relationships with the world on every level from your own physical body to uh, your friends and family and partners and other close relationships and your larger communities as well as the whole planet and beyond Namaste.